Everybody to the Continuum X podcast. It's Albert Campa. It's episode two hundred seven. Uh, joining me is Juan. Going on, Juan. Cubule Al, right here, waiting for this Apertura season twenty nineteen, and I think for my goats, fifth times the charm. Yeah, they'll have another opportunity with. Uh, Last boy and some additions. We'll talk about that on the uh, I guess on the show today. We're going to go into the like Carl was mentioning the league upcoming Liga MX uh, Apertura is starting this Friday and this weekend. We'll go over all the changes to some of the teams, some highlights, some stats that Joel has, as well as the matchups that will be going on. Uh, sort of preview that, maybe even getting some predictions. If some other guys join in, we need to get their predictions as well for what's going on in the, the uh, upcoming season. And then secondly, after that, we will go into the the League's Cup, which is the tournament between MLS teams and some Liga MX teams. We'll talk about how many teams will be matching up, when is that going to start, which is actually going to be uh, next week. Um, so and, and Chiquis, if I'm not mistaken, they're already talking about expanding that cup, right? Yes, we'll go into that too because that's cup coming up. Doubling down. On <laughs> yeah, that'll be the, that'll be the next iteration. You know, they just started the cup, and now they're going to go into some expansion for for some bills, but. Let's let's go ahead and dive into the uh, yes so the league this upcoming Start tomorrow league. right yes tomorrow we have two games uh, do you want to go through I guess we can go through the the games and then you can highlight specific teams and stats that you have yes sir on. okay so Friday uh, tomorrow uh, the first game that uh, I think first game in the evening is Puebla. Puebla. Against Cholos. Oh. Okay. Should be interesting matchup here. Cholos with um, their Colombian coach, who, Yon, who's on vacation. So, uh, salutations to Yon. He's in the FA drinking his world famous lemonade <laughs> from some German sounding house um, restaurant. But, um, <clears throat> Yeah, what was this guy's name, man? He's a Cholos uh, guy. Oh, Kenny, the, uh, the Dallas dude. Pareja. Pareja. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, see, we were like, why are we doing this? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Pareja, I think Cholos is probably favorites in this match. Puebla, there's talk about Cavallini leaving, and he's their, he's their main striker. And there was talk that Cruz Azul. But, I mean, it's like, Season's about to start, man. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. I think they're banking on that guy to stay. And, uh, but, but this is the Puebla under, under, um, El Pelon, Chelis. And, yeah. and yeah, so they've been in a bit of a resurgence. Uh, but, but these are two of the teams that I, I would say out of the, out of the two of them, I think Cholos is one that, they're gonna fight for one of the one of the lower seats to get into Liguilla. So you think they have an opportunity? To well, I mean, there's so yeah, because there's always you know Liga MX, and it's like you'll have like the top four that are usually like you know they distance themselves, but then like the then the other four, the five through eight, they're usually not that far apart. And and we always see like a lot of times by the last two match days, 
there's still a good amount of teams with a possibility. So I do think uh, Cholos is going to be one of those teams. He's good giving uh, Pareja continuity, and he's good with working with youth. So I think that's one of the teams to keep an eye on. The Cholo Twinklets. Okay. I was trying to bring up my uh, my standings from last season, but my computer was all. Your computer does up. not want to cooperate. My internet. I'm doing too much stuff. Oh, I think I got it up now. Let me check. All right. So, of course, Leon, super leader. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Puebla and Cholos were up there. Cholos did make it in the eighth spot. Yeah. Puebla was Puebla was tenth, so yeah, and, and Puebla, Puebla improved because once Charlize came, they started to get points. But I, I think uh, you know, not having you need you need to have some some money there to reinforce your team and and bring in some players. So I think uh, I don't think Puebla did anything. Worth noting, as opposed to Cholos. Yeah, and Cholos uh, is sporting. I see the uh, some new lights. They're improving technology in the stadium. Uh, I believe they're running uh, some. I, I want to say LED lights, or they will be. Which is LED gonna, lights. You know, yeah, for the stadium, which is going to save, of course, energy efficient. Um, my question was, are they going to get rid of that uh, that artificial turf they have? But I think the conditions in the Tijuana Desert might be a little tough. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's the first matchup, and then the last one on the Friday evening is uh, Atlas. And uh, Juarez. Oh yeah, man, I see Juarez that's, in the mix now. That that could be our bomb fight of the of the <laughs> of the week. Uh, yeah, Juarez is a team that they bought they bought Lobos Boo up. They bought the franchise, and so that's that's how they they won their ticket. Uh, and then Atlas right now, it's, it's, they're under new management. Grupo Orlegi. I mean, I think if you, of any rival you could hope to have in the first is between Veracruz and Juarez. So I think Atlas right here, it's, it's pressures on them to start off the season with a, with a good result. Uh, we're not expecting much from Juarez. They will most likely be the whipping boys. Yeah, so bomb fights prediction. <laughs> prediction, I, I, you know what? I think Atlas is gonna get a good, you know, I think they're gonna pull the points. I think Atlas, but you know, they've started before. Uh, Yon has said it. They always they start promising, they give hope to the fans, and then they pull it all away somewhere somewhere down mid season, uh, only to disappoint. But but you know, Group Orlegi. So let's see, let's see how that changes things, you know, if they could work their magic like they did with Santos and make this team competitive. Yeah, um, I'm interested to see, I, I want to see how FC Juarez does. I actually was able to see some players in the in the airport after a Copa next game. Uh, they were they, in the Mexico City airport traveling back uh, home. They, there's a team that did bad in league, but they did good in cup, if I remember yeah, well, correctly. I think in one, uh, well, I know for for sure they eliminated America, I think two iterations ago. And then in this recent one, uh, I believe they eliminated Chivas. Man, we got to take it there, Chiquis. Juarez was uh, like they were the spoilers of two of the grandes, I think. I, may, I yeah. may be wrong on the Chivas one, but I'm sure on the America. They did eliminate America. Yeah, but I, I yeah, you're right. And I think uh, the, the past one, they, they got like to the, maybe to the final. 
I want I want to say they got to the Off final. The yeah. Yeah. So that one is. Yeah, I want to see. I mean, learn learn their team, learn their players, and see how uh, how they end up doing. And they got a uh, well, supposedly a, a not too yeah. Not, not a big team. Here that it line. is, chickies. The grand final of the Clausura 2019 Copa MX was indeed Jaguares versus America. Oh, America. Yeah, so they made the final. They did good in yeah. the cup, but in league, they were very disappointing in, the, in league play. Seems like they put all their marbles on the cup. There you go. I wouldn't use hey. the cup though. I, I still wouldn't use the cup as measuring stick and say, oh, you know, they showed that they could do that simply because there's still a lot of teams that, that don't take the cup as serious, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me, the league is always the main, the, you know, that's, that's like, like Necaxa, for example. Um, they had been doing good. In Liga de Ascenso, up until they got promoted, they had been one of the more consistent teams. And uh, this time they were able to to keep, to stay in Primera. But, but so we'll see with with the Jaguares. We'll see how they do. I, I, I still think they're going to be bottom of the table. Yeah. All right, so let's see here. Those are the Friday games, and then another uh, another uh, new team, Atlético San Luis and Pumas on Saturday. So that's going to be good, also to see see what's going on with San Luis. San Luis getting back into the first division mix. Atlético San Luis. Logo. Yeah. And they're going up against. Did you say Pumas? Pumas, yes. Oh man, see Pumas to me, they seem like they spent all their money on Luis Michel, and then they they ran out of they ran out of shekels for for um, you know to bring in players. Right, I was looking at some of the players you you guys brought in, you know, and it looks like Pumas was digging in the bargain bin, looking for those discounts. You know how there's like yeah. an item that's been discounted like three times. <laughs> uh-huh. You, you mean, can see the, the dollar, old tag still. <laughs> Not even the dollar store. It's, 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 it'll it's be like a, yeah, it's been discounted. Nobody's buying it, and it's like this is like the last price drop. The, the tag going, is red. I want to go buy <laughs> my Pumas jersey and Ross. Is that is that what you're saying? Or Marshalls? Yeah, well, look, look, you guys have uh, Freire, right? Yeah. He's an Argentine center back, Freire, and um, Nicolas Freire, and he's on loan from a Uruguayan second division. Chiquis, you still needed to get him on loan, and second division Uruguay. That's that's. Come on, man! You you buy really cheap players there. You could have sent them a twelve pack of Modelos, a handful of Chuco sticks. You know, some coupons for free tacos and that. They would have gave you the player, man. But he's on loan. And then the other guy you guys got is, um, Juan Pablo Vigón. You know, former Atlas journeyman who was at Tapachula. All right. What's, what's going on there, Chiquis? I don't, this, this is like, normal. you guys did the move that I, the Jaguares. <laughs> This is, this like, is normal Pumas. Like, this is standard operating procedure for Pumas, man. I don't... <laughs> recently, the, the, I would say. The, recently. Well, well, like, you can ask John. Pumas is sort of known for uh, bringing up their own their own players. Um, they don't have the shekels to get, like, a big-name player every now and then. They do. But they would. Nicola, they would uh, like, Nico Castillo. But, you know, in the past, they were, like, scout pretty good and, and bring in at least one or two guys that would that would do pretty decent, you know? Escoco, or what was that guy's name? Argentine striker? 
Do you remember? Uh, Expo? No. They had... Uh, uh, well, Nico was the most recent. They had uh, a little... Uh, I forget his name. Forget his name. Puma. El homie. El, el homie. The little guy. He went to uh, Puebla, I think. Um, Argentine player. But they have... Uh, they have they have some of the same, like, young players, like Escamilla. They Here have, it is. Uh, Dude, Chiquis, come on, look. Look. Ignacio Scoco. That's right. Scoco. Two, he played from 2006 to 2008, and he scored about 18 goals. Uh, which is decent. You know, that's more than Chivas strikers for two years. <laughs> 53 games, 18 goals, that's, that's a good... You know, that's a good goal ratio. Uh, and then from there, he went to he went to Greece, where he, you know, he is decent. Um, but he's, uh, I think he's in River Plate. Okatang. He's probably their backup. He's still around. He's still around, dude. But uh, see, you would that, bring they, in players like that. They would at least provide, you know. They, 2006, though, wasn't that when Kikin was dominating? Kikin? I don't even remember that, dude. When was when was Kikin when was Kikin dominating? Was that earlier than that? That was two thousand. Yeah. That was around there, wasn't it? No, Kikin was like earlier because uh, then he got to go to the World Cup in '06. Oh. So it was around two thousand four, two thousand. Yeah, you dial it down a few years. Chigis, are you sure you're a Puma fan? Come on, man. How, how am I remembering hey, this couple? I don't. <laughs> I, remember I, don't yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that dude. <laughs> Well, it's, it's Pumas, fan, Pumas is like, uh, like you said, man, it's like you, you see the discount and then even fans, <laughs> even fans, like if you're not, you have to, you have to put forth effort. It's like going to the gym, like Jaime, one of our panelists, he's at the gym working out, can't come on the podcast. That's how, that's how Pumas fans yeah. tend to be. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's just been these recent years where they've gotten really cheap because in the past they would at least... You know, they'll have a Bruno Marioni. They'll at least bring in, they'll have at least one or two pretty good name players. And it's just been these past years where all of a sudden it's like Pumas just, they're, they're on welfare, man. They've been a welfare case. That's messed up. I think, I, I, well, like the, the big name players weren't in comparison to like the Americas though. Or, or Tigres and Monterrey. I don't think. No, no, but, but still, still, if you compare like Marioni and Escoco to what's been coming in recently, it's, it's a big, it's night and day. Yeah. Well, they do have one player that's, uh, like if you want to make fun of discount <laughs> items on sale or whatever, they do have one player whose name is even Andres Iniestra. So no. <laughs> it's like it's He's similar. like the off-brand cereal. <laughs> it's the off-brand Andres Iniesta instead of Iniesta it's Iniestra. So they have yeah, a, they like have, instead they have of Cheerios, is Tasty O's. I still wear the I still wear the jersey, man. I still He's I still, still support Iniesta. I still support Pablo Barrera. Is there Carlos Gonzalez? Escamilla. I saw one time uh, a kid. I, I saw one time this kid. He was. He looked like he was wearing some Adidas, and and I was looking at his shoes. It looked like those samba shoes. Something seemed off, and you know, three stripes. It had four stripes. It had the four. And I'm thinking, is that like a special edition Adidas or something? And I got close, and I kid you not, instead of the D for Adidas, it had B's. Instead of Bivas. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, bonito. so <laughs> four stripes of vivas, and that's Iniestra, man. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Um, so we'll see what happens there, and it's, and it's a clash of Espanol, uh, because Luis Michel, the former Real Madrid, taking on San Luis, which is co-owned by Atletico de Madrid. So... Interesting, interesting right there. Um, I'm thinking San Luis is, is, San Luis might give us a surprise here and, and take the points. Jinkies, that's, that's my prediction. Interesting. 
that would be a yeah that'd be an upset and that would be uh i guess a good start for a a brand new team coming in so yeah that's the that's the first one on saturday then the next one we get we're getting into the big boys a little bit we got pachuca and leon okay so leon obviously they finished last season in first place uh you know they had an exceptional season. They were the surprise team of the tournament, winning 13 games, 41 points. They set a record, at least for the short tournament. Um, they scored 41 goals, which is very impressive. Uh, they only allowed 14. They had the best, so they had the best attack and the best defense. Their goal differential was 27. Uh, so they ended up losing the final to Tigres on a 1-0 global, which is not bad. You know, uh, they held their own. And one of their big players was Angel Mena. He's getting up there in age. I think if he's going to be key as well, if he could continue, you know, he could continue with his performance. I think Leon is going to be, again, a force to reckon with. Um, they brought in Ismael Sosa. So they brought in a bit more firepower with Sosa. And uh, they still have J.J. Mack for six more months because he still belongs to Chivas. They have not purchased him. And they brought in Godinez, who is also another Chiva youth. Well, I don't think he's a youth anymore, but from the Chivas, uh, you know, reserve, from the Chivas Cantera. And uh, he was one of the promising guys who just didn't get much time at Chivas. So it will be interesting if he blows up as well, just like Macias. And I, I could just see more criticism headed toward Chivas. But he might not I don't I don't know because you have Sosa there who's a more proven proven talent. Um and then you said they go up against Pachuca? Yeah, Pachuca. Yeah that's and they're they're pretty much both teams, you know, is by Grupo Pachuca and uh Pachuca right now they have um Palermo as coach. So that that will be an interesting matchup right there. I think Leon Leon is going to see if they're still vicious. Uh, this is a coin toss for me right there, Chiquis. I, I could see Leon in Liguilla, but Pachuca is one of those teams, man, that they could surprise you, you know? Yeah, they still have a solid a solid team. Um they were in seventh last uh, last season. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be contenders for sure. Well, I don't know about contenders. I mean, as far as like, like or Liga like, uh, contenders for Liga. Contenders for Liga. Okay, I'll say that. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but um, yeah, I would say Leona favorites, but I wouldn't be surprised if Le- if Pachuca could could pull up a win or even a draw. But yeah, I think I think there's gonna be a lot of eyes on Leon because people want to see if it was you know if it was just a one-time thing, or if Nacho can keep can keep the consistency with that team. I think he can. Um, there were some fortunate events for them to get that many uh, that many uh, wins in a row. So I think that's uh, well, something if, they won't he, be able to keep up. But I think they'll do okay. Yeah, I think if he if he has another breakout season like that, I think that's just gonna elevate Nacho more. You know, he's gonna he's gonna be start being taken more serious. You were asking yeah, on take... Twitter, Cheekies, why why aren't there pictures of Nacho drinking mate? And I think he needs another another one of those seasons. He could be eating an elote. Yeah, he needs to do more. Yeah. He needs to. He needs to like win the gold, the the World Cup or something to be on. Nah, uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> what you put? Uh, you put Matias Almeida. Uh, you know, he'll be on. He'll be on the, taking those pictures. Are you referring to that tweet? That tweet that uh, Matias Almeida was with uh, San Jose. Yeah, he's drinking mate, and and you yeah, said how, how come they don't do that for for yeah, for Nacho? That's interesting. Why don't they do that for Nacho? <laughs> And, <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, 
I think he, up, needs, he needs uh, one more one more season like that. If he starts, if he if he wins like some uh, some trophies, and he starts putting medals around his uh, his neck, you think they'll take a picture of him then? Yes, with all the yes, medals, with all the medals. Yeah, he's right, gonna, cool. I, I think he's changing his perception though, because uh, I think uh, Mexico fans are could be very harsh toward Mexican players and and even coaches. We set up really high expectations for them. But uh, Nacho's been proving to be a good coach. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's exciting to see what he does with the team. So, uh, Yeah, Pachuca should be a good matchup for them. Okay, so the next, uh, the next one is the big, I think, uh, one, of the, one of the big games at least. Oh, is, I like uh, yeah, America takes on Monterrey. Oh, that will be a good matchup indeed. And uh, let's, let's, America obviously are the reigning, they're the reigning Copa MX and Copa de Campeones champions. That's the thing about Piojo, man. He was getting criticized and he, he keeps winning. <laughs> he keeps winning cups, man. Um, and he still... He's still, uh, he's still hated. It surprises me. Um, but so last season, America finished in fifth place. They did 29 points. They scored 28 goals and allowed 19, eight goal differential. They reached the semifinals. They were eliminated by Leon on a global of 1-1, which is not bad. You know, you can't really be mad when you lose on a, you know, because of the, that's the thing about Ligia. It, it could be unfair. Um, as far as, uh, I mean, not unfair, but you know, you, you, you could be eliminated for stuff like this. You could be eliminated on a, on a draw. Um, but yeah, they beat Tigres, who are the defending champions. Uh, but they beat them for the Copa de Campeones this past week, which I was, you know, because I was telling John in one of the last shows, uh, America's preseason wasn't too good. And he was saying, well, don't put too much stock. It's just preseason. I guess I was putting a bit of stock. But so so I think that's going to be a very... Who's who's the home team, Chiquis? America. Okay, so there at Coapa. I think they'll, they'll be slight favorites here. Uh, but there's... There's still the whole Edson Alvarez, and that could be a big loss. Uh, if he, they're saying that the Ajax, it's already a done deal. There yeah. was a, a tweet, or was it an Instagram from his favorite taco spot, where oh, he yeah. was saying goodbye. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I imagine you could, like, hey, man, I just got, like, if if it's me and I, I go to In and Out for like one last meal. Or if you're in Texas, Whataburger, I guess. You're like, later, dude. <laughs> we might not have this for a while. Let me get one final taste. So, but I think that's that would be a big loss uh, for Ame. Edson, who knows if they'd be able to replace him. Um, but there's also, like, Guido Rodriguez. There's been speculation that he might leave for, for La Liga. Uh, but nothing concrete. Um, and then the big signing, of course, is Gio. But he's not playing till match week two. Uh, he didn't even play the Copa de Campeones. So, so let's see what, I think that there's that incertidumbre, you know, if they lose both Alvarez and Rodriguez, that could be a, a huge blow for them. Uh, but then you also have like someone like Gio, who I think, uh, it's also right now, again, incertidumbre, because he, he has a lot of talent, but is he going to work out? You know, so that remains to be seen. Um, he's not playing. He's not going to play this match. And then you have Monterrey who are, man, they're going on what? Nine years now without winning the league. Uh, they did win the Conca Caf Champions League. They are the reigning campeones. They have their main, one of their main stars, Pizarro, who just, you know, Help 
helped Max win the the Gold Cup. So I think that's yeah. one of their stars. Uh, they made the semifinals last season, losing to Tigres, also on a draw. It's a 1-1 global. That's pretty harsh. And uh, they were a bit more in attack. They were more... Um, They were more lethal than America. Not by much. But they scored 33 to their 28 goals. Uh, and then, except that their defense, they allowed, they allowed 21. But they still had a 19 goal differential. So I think, uh, it would be interesting. Uh, um, you know, a, a lot of the Rayado faithful, they're not too convinced with, with the Monterrey coach. So we'll see what happens there, man. Um, we'll see what happens. That that definitely will be a big game, and uh, I, I I I do keep I, I do keep uh, America a slight favorite. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think Edson Alvarez the loss will be too impactful. They could probably um, change him out pretty easy. Um, I am interested in seeing Gio. He they there's a video of him training doing some drills. Yeah, and he's looking pretty. He's looking pretty good, pretty active. He's so I, I don't. We have to wait till next week, though. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think he's gonna. Like my initial, my initial prediction is that he's not gonna do too well. Oh, but, uh, oh, we'll have to oh. see. I think he will, Chiquis. I think he will. I think he's with Piojo, and Piojo got the best out of him at that 2014 World Cup. Yes, that was five years ago, but goddamn, he was a joy to watch. And if he could, he could get him back there, you know, tickle him fancy, uh, I think he's gonna be one of the one of the players of the of the season. Talent is there, man. Yeah. Yes, that's gonna be. Uh, I will even. I doubt it, but I might even. Uh, Tweet out hashtag GeoWatch. <laughs> GeoWatch. There should be GeoWatch. <laughs> GeoWatch. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, let me look at it there, uh, what they have as far as players that can be rem- reminded. Cause they get, they're just so stacked, man. They got Roger Martinez, who's great. Uh, Nico Castillo, Henry Martin. Yeah. Uh, they're but so then you even have like Ibarra. They sent Peralta yeah, gets... to Chivas <laughs> for free. <They're> like, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, America's a stacked team, but I think, uh, you know, in attack and, and in other areas, but, but losing, if they were to lose both Alvarez and Pizarro, that, that, those, those are hard positions, man, to cover. Yeah. Okay. So, America, Monterrey. Then we have Necaxa, Cruz Azul. Oh man, Cruz Azul is yeah. They're they're hungry, man. They're just as hungry, if not hungrier. I would say hungrier than than Rayados, because what was it, nineteen ninety seven? Since they last won the league, and uh, this Cruz Azul, I, I do think they're they're one of the Liguilla favorites to be in Liguilla. They finished fourth place. I could see them again uh, finishing that high. They did 30 points. They scored 26 goals, only allowed 15. Uh, that gave them a 11 goal differential, and they were eliminated in the quarterfinals by America. Which I know it stung a bit, but it was a 3-2 global. So it wasn't like one of those, you know, it was a hard fought match. You know, they, they put yeah. up a fight. They put up a decent fight. It's not like they got their asses handed to them. Um, but, but you know what? They improved their defense. They brought in a, a Paraguayan international, Juan Escobar. And, um, and then they brought in this really good player from Argentina. Who I'm gonna say it right here, Chiquis. This guy could be one of the top players of the season. And this is the midfielder Guillermo Paul Fernandez. And he's uh he won the he won the Argentine league 
he won the Argentine League with um, Racing Club. And and the season before that, he was subcampeon with Godoy Cruz. So it seemed pretty interesting because this guy came out of uh, Boca Juniors. And, um, you know, to go from Boca to Godoy Cruz, it kind of seems like your career is uh, like it's a backtrack, you know. You don't go, you go from Boca to Europe or to some high paying club in Latin America that, that where you're going to be the star. So him ending up in Godoy Cruz was, you know, you could almost seem like he wasn't going to amount to much. And, and then to finish, you know, runner up is very interesting. And then, and then to finally win it a season later at Racing Club. It, it just cemented him as one of the top players in the Argentine league, and and I think in Mexico he's going to continue with his with his streak. He's he's really good at passing, man. Please uh, if anyone reminds me of someone, he reminds me of Achita Ludueña. Oh, dang! You know, really good crossing, really good taking corners, uh, free kicks, has a good shot from outside the box. So I, I have high expectations. Hope this doesn't blow up and he's another carterucho quemado. I really, <laughs> I really, so, but, but yeah, from what I've been seeing of him, if he's to keep his consistency, I do think he's going to be one of the, one of the guys to look out for. And I think he could, he could help, help elevate, uh, Cruz Azul, who they're still looking to bring in a striker, which is like, damn, they're very, very yeah, serious. Yeah. And if they could land that striker, who knows, man? knows uh they could they could be a scary team there uh but with Cruz Azul who who you said they're playing again uh Cruz Azul Necaxa so oh yeah to, no no Necaxa sold their their top guy um El Brian to, oh El Brian yeah I went to MLS hey just uh just uh real quick just to uh, uh make sure I heard correctly did you say uh, Fernandez could possibly be player of the season? Yes. For the league, yes. or okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you had Angel <laughs> okay. Mena. Yeah. Angel Mena was one of the top. Even though he didn't win it, I think they gave it to the Golden Ball for Liga MX was Guido uh, was the uh, um, the America guy, right? Guido uh, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah, I think he won the the award, the the golden ball. But Angel Mena was one of the top players. He had the breakout performance, you know, for Leon. A lot of goals, a lot of assists. He was the motor of that team. But I do think I do think um Paul could do that for Cruz Azul. I I I just got that funny funny feeling. So we'll see. We'll see what's going on there. Um, and if they do get another striker, watch out for La Máquina. And if, if they get it right, no more cartuchos quemados, man. All right, let's, let me see. Guillermo Matias Fernández, right? He's going to be the number 10. That's the yeah, guy we're talking he, about. Okay, cool. Yep, got, he already got the 10, man. Ooh. Yeah, he's got the 10. Yeah, watch out right, for that good, guy. That's a good insight. Yeah. I'll watch out for him for sure. So, yeah, so to continue, you're, you're going to say something about Necaxa or... Pretty much yeah, Nectaxa you know, not... had uh, El Brian. <laughs> That's, El that Brian, was our yeah. nickname to him. Uh, Brian Fernandez, <laughs> another Argentine striker, and they sold him to MLS to the Timber. Are they the, just the Timbers? And Timbers, uh, yeah. he's he's been on a roll scoring goals, man. He's he hasn't stopped scoring since he got there. But I think that's gonna hurt Nectaxa not you know getting rid of player like that, and not I don't think they've brought anyone yet. So I, I see that they're going to struggle. I see them struggling. Yeah, so Necaxa and beautiful Aguas Calientes losing their uh, one of their, well, probably their best player. It was, man. It surprises me. You you know, usually you want to hold on and you make that your franchise player. You make that your figurehead and to just Sell him like that. I'm like, damn, gotcha. <laughs> it's like, but, but you know, the MLS shell out the big bucks. So I guess they, they wanted to cash out. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, they do have a, 
they do have a midfielder named uh, Kevin. Kevin, so uh, maybe he can help <laughs> <Really>? support them. <laughs> that was like my name. But they they, they name lose a Brian. Kevin. They lose a Brian. They they have a Kevin. So they have a Kevin. We'll see, Chickies. We'll see. All right. But he did rescue them a bunch of times when you saw that he would he would pull on some key goals and he he helped them get some points. So. A ver que life after El Brian for Necaxa. Yeah. So can they uh can they handle the loss or not? Can Cruz Azul uh improve with their new acquisition? Alright, the next uh the next matchup is Tigres and uh Monarcas. Oh man. So yeah, Monarcas is the other team to the they're the um are they still owned by the Azteca? They were being treated like the red headed stepchild. And um not good for them. Not good for them. Uh but they haven't really really done much in the transfer market. Uh they haven't been able to replace Ridas, the Peruvian, another great striker who who was part of that great Peruvian team that reached the final of the of the um, Copa America. Uh, so, yeah, Morelia, no high hopes for them. But Tigres, yeah, they, they just recently lost the Copa Campeones against Ame. But I do think they're going to be, again, one of the favorites. They finished last season in second place, 37 points. Just four points behind Leon. Uh, they scored 33 goals, allowed 16, 17 goal differential. They're the reigning Clausura campeones. So I, I, um, yeah, I, I do think that they're gonna, Tigre's gonna Tigre, man. Yeah, be the same powerhouses as normal. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, I don't know about powerhouse because you see Tigres and you think they're just gonna be opening cans of Wopas all over Liga MX. And they, they get wins, but they, they rarely get like, you know, those big wins where it's like they hurt someone so bad they can't recover. You know what I mean? To leave someone Goleadas, in the fetal position, uh, taking a shower. What happened? Goleadas, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, they'll destroy. Because I, I, I think they're capable of that, but they don't really do it, you know? And oh. uh, But they do get the wins, but, I mean, it's expected. It's It's a very – it's one of the most – Stacked teams there in the league. Every position, man. Um, but yeah, I think it is again. I think they're going to be top four. I were to name top four. Tigres, Monterrey, America, Cruz Azul. Those are my, those are my um, picks for top four. Liguilla guaranteed. Uh, as far as goleadas, I seem to recall Tigres. Um, handing those out a few times, so I had to go and look at the stats. Yeah, it, maybe not, maybe not as bad as this this last season, but in previous seasons, like maybe uh, two seasons ago, um, I think they did uh, they did lay the smackdown on some on some teams. This last season, there was a bunch of three zero. No, no, oh, just no, normal. And Veracruz don't count. I mean, okay, Pachuca, count. Pachuca three zero. Oh, Gallos four okay. one. No, Gallos is no. <laughs> okay, Pachuca. Lobos Bop. Lobos Bop 3-0. All right. Let's see what else they got. Uh, Tijuana 3-0. That was the second game of the season. So they do have the capability. Um, no, it yeah, happened more often, I think. I think two year, two seasons, three seasons, four seasons ago, or when uh, Gignac first came into the league. Oh, yeah. I, I, rec- I seem to recall a few... Uh, a few goleadas that were pretty bad. Maybe the, that Veracruz game where, where Tuca got all mad. Yeah, but but I mean, like, look, a... like to my point, it's sort of like Leon was the more offensive team, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Leon was one of those money ball teams where they scraped and scrounged and found players here and there and they put it together as opposed to Tigres, which is like, one of the most or the most expensive side clubs in the in, in Liga MX with with all the international star you know power. 
Yeah, and they uh they they just yeah, they're pretty stacked as well. They have Vargas, Gignac, Valencia, uh Quinones the Quinones brothers. So they're yeah, man, they have like delanteros for like two teams there. Um yeah. and then they're typical midfielders that are solid. I think the age is where things are coming into into effect, like with Aquino, Jurgen Dam, uh, those types of guys. Uh, age might be catching up to them a little bit. Uh, and then on the defense, they're still. Yeah, I think this this team is still good. They just need to put it together a little bit more. So yeah, Tigres and uh, Monarcas. Should be, and that's in that's in Monterrey, which of course they'll have the, a tremendous support from their fans uh, over there in Monterrey. And then, so the next uh, the next matchup, uh, second to last one is Toluca and Querétaro, and that's in uh, in Toluca. Toluca Querétaro. Yeah, so this is an interesting match in that Toluca has Toluca has um La Volpe who came in and he helped he helped improve because the Diablos had become they were no longer scary man. People yeah. were going into the devil's cauldron and treating it like a bouncy house. <laughs> yeah, they were getting some, some beatdowns. <laughs> and yeah, so La Volpe came in and he 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 made him competitive again, but they haven't they haven't had money like they haven't bring in they haven't brought in any any players that you're gonna be like oh man they mean business, so we'll see what happens there. I know they're working with youth, uh, we'll see. So that's also interesting because we know La Volpe likes likes uh, you know to play with the youth, uh, and they have the former Chivas. Developed reviews, Huero Real. Pretty sure he's still there. So we'll see if they debut anyone or they have any surprises from the Cantera. And then, uh, Querétaro as well, because they brought back, um, they brought back King Midas. And they, yes. uh, Querétaro has been the most successful under Vucetich. Uh, their only first division trophy has been with him at the helm, uh, which was a Copa MX. But again, this team also didn't. You need you need to bring in some players, you know. You need you need some quality refuerzos, and they just I don't know. I don't see any names that you could say okay, these these guys might help. So interesting matchup with two very capable coaches. Um, a ver qué pasa. Yeah, let me look at their. Uh, I want to I want to check the Querétaro. Player list. Uh, so they have uh, they have Pereira, who you're familiar with. Who oh, this website is? Garbage. Then we have three players. <laughs> Liga MX website not loading properly. So yeah, Victor Vucetich, uh, Javier Guemes. Uh, I'll have to get a, another list of players because the Liga MX website's not working for this particular team. So yeah, Querétaro uh, and Toluca, the second to last matchup. And then finally, uh, the last matchup on Sunday and this is your dearly beloved goats go up against Dan's uh, Santos and this is in Torreon Fox Sports uh, recent news also that Fox Sports and this sort of goes against sort of the arguments that I've made in the past about English transmission of, of soccer specifically Mexican League uh, Fox Sports is going to transmit it in, uh, in English as well as Spanish and uh, our man uh, Rodolfo Landeros is going to do the transmission. So that's sort of interesting. But yeah, the last matchup is uh, 
Santos and Chivas, what, what do you think of that, uh, that matchup? I, I think this is a good game for Chivas to start the season with. I think Santos is, I mean, especially for a road game, I think Santos is not that strong Santos that we saw a few seasons back. Uh, they've, they've gotten rid of a lot of players. So I think that evens up, you know, makes, makes a more even matchup with Chivas. And this is going to be, you know, the, I think for Chivas a pretty big game because fans are very expecting. We've seen, uh, it, it's gone bad for Chivas in friendlies, but it's been their preseason and I, I felt like it was poorly scheduled going up against very strong teams or teams stronger than them. Uh, that was just mm-hmm. to me, it's like they weren't thinking about, you know, past the money grab. Okay, yeah, we'll play that cup, you know, and, and now they have the problem where they got all these games, like two games in 48 hours and things like that. They're going to have to play the friendlies with reserves. So I think that was just kind of highlights just how bad Chivas can be with their planning. But I think, um, I think Chivas should match up well with them and, and those Thomas boys should show like fans how much the team has improved. Cause I think if they get, if they get like a beat down and by Santos, eh, yeah, get ready for another long season. But I, I expect Chivas to have a good game. I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident, Chiquis. You think, uh, you think Thomas Boy stays on the whole season? Who knows, man, because it's a tough, it's going to be a tough, um, start of the calendar for them. Some of the, you know, they, they're on the road to Santos, a team that, you know, I was in earlier in the Chivas pod, Chivas del Norte pod, and, uh, mm-hmm. the lads there reminding me how Santos is one of the teams that has had Chivas number. So there's that, and then they follow that up with hosting Tigres. So I mean, <laughs> you're starting that 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 could complicate things, uh, but but with Amaury since he just came in, if he does bring in like a, a general manager or vice president or what have you, someone to to take um, you know control of operations. They might have a, they might not be so patient and been like, okay, I, I got my boy, you know? Yeah. Uh, I know the fans are, uh, not too happy with, uh, the idea of having Thomas Boy at the helm, but, it's always entertaining for me. Hopefully he gets to do one of his little dances. If Pulido can make a penalty kick, uh, Thomas Boy can do his little dance on the sideline. So that should, <laughs> that should be uh, <laughs> some exciting, exciting yeah. Chivas time. And then, and then of course, we always get the uh, trophy chaser hype. Uh, he was able to score. I saw one of those goals against yeah. uh, in, the, in the, friendly, the recent friendly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Yeah. Yeah, there we have it. First week of the Apertura. Yeah, so lots of fun. Uh, lots of stuff coming up. Uh, maybe next week, if John is back, he'll be able to discuss. I did ask him if he was going to a game. I, I don't know if he is or not. He might be busy doing mm-hmm. stuff in, uh, in Mexico City, but uh, we'll get his report uh, on the back end. And then I guess for the for the final segment of the show, we can discuss this upcoming Leagues Cup, which, uh, as you may have seen on Twitter, John, uh, mentioning and reminding that, uh, pretty much you and, you and John have been talking a lot about the uniting of MLS and Liga MX, um, to form, uh, some type of competition or even like single league, uh, that's combined, uh, in the future that it's, you know, it's going to, it's going to come. And, uh, it's sort of taking shape here in, in what this league, uh, league's cup is. And yeah. It's, uh, it, yeah. We could see it in the form of a super league where it's, it's, yeah. it won't be like, the, like I, I still think each league are going to have their regional, their own campeonato. But then mm-hmm. I think 
they will have like this side one, which, which depending the growth of the league could be like seen as for fans, like the, the main league, you know, like the main tournament, they might start seeing it as, but it, it, it depends, you know, it, it's still a lot of years that they're making and there's still like a lot of things that have to happen, you know, because, because a lot of teams in Liga MX, a lot of these smaller teams, they have like a small ceiling, you know, teams like Lobos, Boab, Jaguares, Veracruz, they're not going to get that strong. Um, and, and they're not as, as much as we say that the league is, is very, um, even out, those teams don't really figure out, you know, Queretaro's never really won anything, uh, any league titles, stuff like that. So, so you see like with MLS teams growing, teams like Galaxy, LAFC, you know, these teams that they're investing a lot of money. So if, if you put a league with all the, just with the top teams, with, with top squads of, of, really good international players from South America and Europe, I, I do think it could become popular. But we're, you know, we're still talking a few years down the line. Yeah, I think even right now it's going to be sort of popular. I mean, you see, any anytime you see a U.S. versus Mexico, even in the club size, there's going to be, there's going to be some uh, excitement. Because you're going to yeah. want to see the uh, Mexico team, Mexican teams dominate MLS, and then the MLS guys are going to want to finally break in. The the thing that's different about like Conca Champions is different uh, in that there's a, a a first leg and a second leg in this format, and this is where I'm going to go ahead and say that this is a, a cash grab or molero. Is is all these games are in the U.S. So you have just yeah, one game. Yeah. Chicago against Cruz Azul, Galaxy, Tijuana, Dynamo, America, and, and Salt Lake, yeah. Tigres, that are all in the U.S. Yeah, well, I mean, part of it's because they're just, it's getting started, and the leagues are playing their respective tournaments. So, I mean, I don't think you could, you could, like, um, go all in right now. But it's a good start, I'm going to say. Start building some popularity. Start building up rivalries start seeing how a lot of the teams match up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just more... Uh, yeah, and you so- know, I get it. I, I, think, I think most of us would prefer to see Alibe. You know, we want to see the teams in Libertadores. But at the same time, if that's not happening, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with with making your own tournaments. You know, rather be playing than not than not having anything. And I guess it's good that there's so so basically it's three games most that a team would play. So say America wins their their matchup, uh, yeah, the America America would win quarterfinals. They go to semifinals, play one more, and this is. Uh, a month away, I guess they're month they're a month apart. So you play one game um, for the next three months, which isn't too bad. Because my initial thought was like with the the home and away in Conca Champions or even Libertadores is that you get teams that have you have to use their reserves, or it affects their um, regular season um, results. And, and then you have to prioritize, like you have to say, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to throw the league and go after Libertadores or Conca Champions? And this is not really the case. The, the tournament is so small that it doesn't really affect things too much. So I guess that's that's sort of what's what's good about it. But that's just for the mean t- for for this year. Uh, next year, of course, the news came out today, I believe, that this uh, league that hasn't even started. Um, it's going to expand to 16 teams. So double the size uh, for the next uh, the next year's tournament of League's Cup. Yeah. Yeah, see, I think that, that just shows they're committed to, to at least making this work, you know, 
So we'll see how how it plays off. You know, I, I'm still trying to see how fans how fans um, react. Like on a personal, I would love to go see a Chivas take on like LAFC. I wouldn't mind seeing a match like that or the Galaxy. Yeah. You know, and and it's just right here for me. You get to see uh, not just a friendly, but like an actual game where they're playing for a cup. That that always makes it a bit more more exciting. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. I mean, I, not... I you know, they they've restarted these cups. So we've seen Superliga and and all these other other tournaments. So this is this is another another try at it. So, uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say like previous, I wouldn't say previous, um, cup or previous tournaments were like failures, like Superliga. That was some entertaining stuff. I think that was when, uh, remember when Donovan was taking a, a penalty against Miguel Calero and he gave him the <laughs> finger. He, he, he blocked it and he gave him the no, no, no finger. <laughs> so that's right. That's, that's, that's an exciting game. So it's, it's not, yeah, people like, forget though, but I mean, for one reason or the other, they they stop playing them, you know. And what you want is at least that continuity where you keep playing all the time, you know. And and then that's how you end up having like rivalries and whatnot. It's because you're playing more often than you played. And because I for, see, I had forgotten about that. Yeah, you bring it yeah, up. I remember even... that. I remember that now. Yeah, there's other stuff when Hurt Gomez used to play with uh, Santos. Uh, this might have been Conca Champions, but he used to play with Santos, and then he would play the MLS teams, and he was vicious out there. He was ruthless and, like, fighting <laughs> the MLS guys, and you wouldn't think he was, like, used to be an MLS guy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he well, was... He wanted you know, he that was... Selección spot. Yeah, so so I think... I mean, I, I, still, I still stand by, you know, the, the cash is there. They're going to make it work because they want the cash. It's in the U.S. They're going to get tickets. They're going to want to see U.S. versus Mexico. They're going to want to see if uh, Mexico can still hold its dominance and, and the Liga MX can still dominate MLS. Um, so it's exciting. And I've seen good fan reaction and I've seen bad fan reaction about, like, this is just a, a money grab and uh, and things like this. And the, but And... But they're, they're probably still going to buy tickets. Another different aspect of this tournament is that it's in the uh, later stages. So MLS has already been going on for a while. So I know Conca Champions' excuses has been that was when the MLS is barely starting. And and Liga MX had already been, you know, in their tournament for a few uh, a few a weeks. Um, that was the MLS excuse. But now there is no excuse that so it should be... Uh, it's actually the opposite, right? Liga yeah. next teams are barely starting. They're going to have one week under their belt, and then they're going to go in and play the first game. Whereas the the MLS teams have already, you know, been through a lot of games this season. So I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what your predictions are for the for the the team winning this, but. Um, LA Galaxy is in it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Galaxy win, uh, win the whole thing. That would be probably, probably, uh, an upset because America's in there, in Cruz Azul, Tigres. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to tell right now without seeing the, at least the first round. Cause I don't know how some of these teams, how serious they're going to take that tournament, you know, uh, cause, cause I know the league takes, it's always top priority. And they even did that when they would play Libertadores. Yeah. Most Mexico teams would always prioritize the league first. So just with the cup happening at the same time as the start of the league, and a lot of Mex teams don't really like, you know, playing two tournaments at once. You know, it's it's a thing that I hope they don't mind doing because you, you see European teams do it all the time. They'll play their league, the cup, Whatever international tournament they're in, but Liga MX teams sort of don't like, yeah. and 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 it's because the short season, you know. That that's one of the main reasons because of the the short season and and they're gonna prioritize wherever there's more money, and obviously that's that's in Liga and in the league, so 
that's that's what I want to see first. Uh, well, here's the format. Like that, just like what I was saying, the format is real simple. Like there's one, like uh, Cruz Azul can go play one game, and this the games are on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Yeah. So after one game for these Mexican teams over the weekend, they'll go to the U.S. on the on Tuesday and play one game. If they lose, then that's it. They're done. If they win, they don't play until August, August twentieth. Okay. That's the that's the semifinals. Okay. I- and then if they win the semifinals, they don't play until September 18th. So like I said, this, they're a month apart. Okay, not bad. I'll leave it in Veremos then. I'll still, yeah. but yeah, that, that does, that does calendar is, you, you know, I, I guess they're thinking of that, you know, they want to make taxing. it easier. They're, yeah. yeah, it's not taxing is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, chickies. My time yeah, has a- come. Yeah, it's a good, good stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, always. I didn't, I didn't check the uh, YouTube, but thanks for everyone who's listening. My computer is running really slow because I'm streaming this on, oh, uh, and viruses. Periscope. Stop going to some <laughs> web pages, Jesus. Uh, no, Periscope. <laughs> I'm, I'm streaming at the Periscope. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. I'll have this on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Cantina MX podcast on Twitter. And on Facebook and on Instagram. Also, Soccer Chronicle should be, uh, contributing as our website host on Twitter as well. Ron will be dropping some historical facts, uh, on his Twitter. So check, check him out. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining. We'll talk to you guys later.